Hello, this okay. is Matthew Waterhouse, and you're listening to Travelling the Vortex. Travelling the Vortex. Side trip. We've joined the doctor as he travels the vortex and landed at Gallifrey One's 25 glorious years. I'm Sean. I'm Mel. I'm Michelle. And it's over. All over. All over. The quote of famous doctor, I don't want to go. Of course, he didn't say it nearly as babyish as I just did, but... <laughs> They'd be asking you to bring it down a notch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tone it down. Tone it down. Just Quit staging it up, yeah. I, I, if I was ever in some remote, bizarre, alternate parallel universe cast as the Doctor, I would be the one that they would have to fire and drag <laughs> offset, clawing my way across the floor, grabbing onto the handles of the TARDIS and screaming, No! No! Because I... I wouldn't go. I'd, I'd probably lock myself in the cabinet. <laughs> You'll never take me alive! And I'll look around in the dark and go, where's the console room? <laughs> well, this was it. This was uh, this was the big Sunday. Um, third full day of programming for Galley. Which, um, there was a lot of panels today. A lot of panels today. Um, some, some of which we even went to. <laughs> uh, we started the day with uh, Billy Piper in her interview, which was supposed to be a repeat of yesterday. Ish. Ish. I think they got most of the information out. I think Billy Piper's was pretty close to what it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Hers was. Hers, her, hers was. I um, think, yeah. Arthur's then, not so much. Yeah. She, she was followed by Arthur Darville, which was... <laughs> he was a hoot. Not. They took a left turn, I think, from what they left were talking turn? about. I, I don't know. They, they I think they did a U-turn and then got Siri involved and really lost their way. <laughs> Is it just me? When you were sitting there listening to these guys, did you just not get flashbacks of listening to our show? Because <laughs> I did. I looked at Mel and I said... Arthur Darvel is a tailor-made Traveling the Vortex guest. We've got to get him on, because we wouldn't accomplish anything. And it would be gloriously awesome. It would be, yeah. For, for, for a panel that's supposed to be an hour-long repeat of the programming from Saturday, which I imagine talks a little bit about who and his, his career, his career, his career you know, growing up and, and doing the, the, oh, the art schools. Drama school. Drama school, thank you. Um, they mentioned that yesterday they talked about drama school, we, we, drama we, school and stuff. We got taxidermy, <laughs> kitty cat, cats, yep. cat shirts, um, <laughs> whooping, whooping, because apparently, <laughs> apparently we Americans whoop at everything. Um, God, what else did they just? I, I don't know. It was just hilarious. Oh, Bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, at one point he said, he goes, you got to tell that joke you told yesterday so the programming is, you know, somewhat, somewhat like it was yesterday. What joke was that? I don't know, that one you told yesterday. 30 minutes into it, they thought they might want to start talking about who. <laughs> yeah. And here's, here's the funny thing, though, is that quite honestly, I didn't care. 
Yeah. I, I th- th- these are the these he's are the things awesome where, to listen he's to. He's just yeah. It's like Paul McGann. Paul McGann could read the phone book, <laughs> and I go, "You're so dreamy." <laughs> I, I, he's got that quiet, authoritative voice that just you know, wow. Um, but yeah, Arthur Darvill was was beyond awesome. Oh, his nanny. His oh, mom. his nan. Oh, the nan. The nan story. Yes. The nan story. Oh, yes. yes. That that I think that was the first half hour. The was, first half hour was easily was the story. Yes. Yep. So, um, fear not, listeners. We will get Arthur on the program <laughs> soon to entertain you, and uh, we we will bring light bulbs and gutters, and a good time will be had by all because he will make the randomness that we talk about that much more entertaining. Mm-hmm. See, and then after after Arthur was. Uh, uh, what did you do next? You went to. I went. Um, you went and did something. Was it the big finish? No, I don't think I did panels. I think that's when I did like. Oh, that's last, you, you last few autographs. You had to go back and collect stickers. the rest of your autographs. And so you you, you needed because uh, you were getting all of the companions that were uh-huh. here, and you still needed Fraser. Fraser and Daphne. And Daphne, and you got both of those. Uh huh. And you also and, and a couple of Paul. And a couple of Paul. A couple of Paul, because on my photo from the op, photo op yesterday, and then I, on the one that I'm collecting all the right. all the doctors. And, and was he everything that... Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wait in a line quite long, but... How long was your wait? Um, well, um, Unreal. <laughs> 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour? But no. no matter how long the wait, it was totally worth it, wasn't it? So worth it. <laughs> 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 again, worth it. Yes. We went and uh, roamed around the, the, the dealer's room a bit longer and uh, had a very nice little chat with um, Paul Cornell. Finally found him. Yeah, he's... Wow. Yeah. Um, Paul Paul's a, a, a very uh, um, very open and and, and uh, just just fun to talk to. And, and he gave us ribbons. And he gave us ribbons, which is always a, a blessing. He has a new book coming out. So, um, and then we talked with um, we briefly talked with David Banks. We were trying to get something set up, and, and he'd agreed to it uh, that we were going to get David Banks on the program for an interview, and uh, I think it kind of fell apart mainly because of my fault. I think it was because I was. Um, hanging out with Paul Cornell that um, <laughs> David may have got tired of waiting on us to come back. Um, or he just decided that we weren't going to. Or one of the, I had to I feel bad because I would have really liked to have had David Banks on the show. But um, yeah. who was the other person we talked to in the dealer's room? Blanking. Mm, I'm not sure. Oh, uh, well, it wasn't in the dealer's room. That's why. Um, <laughs> Dr. Legacy. We finally hooked up and, and talked with the folks at, uh, I'm, blank, I'm blanking on his name. Games. Yeah, I'm, well, I got his name, and it's lodged in my cerebellum, and it won't come out without a pickaxe. Um, the, the creators, um, and he's actually the director of something or another. I forget the actual title that he had. I forgot his name, and I forgot his title. That sounds fantastic. He's going to listen to this, but you guys suck. Um, but we got to talk with the director, and uh, that will be uh, kind of a forthcoming uh, side trip, we hope. Uh, maybe Glenn's editing it now. Um, 
because uh, that week we've got all kinds of awesome news out of that. So wait till you hear this. If you guys think you're addicted to this game now, just wait. Yes. But we also got some and more pictures of costumers and uh, their and costumes and such. And um, oh, I took um, pictures with the uh, the TARDIS and then the um, that. The background as the Eleven's TARDIS, the console, Eleven's console Oh, the, the, the drop. The drop? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, so I got pictures of me with those. Did you actually go in with the actual physical console? The did, eighth? The eighth no, Doctor's I, one? You didn't do no, that one? I, no, They were really busy this year. They every were time, really busy this every year. Every time we tried, went down that hall to take pictures, or not even to take pictures with them, actually, just to look at the upgrades that they had done to um, the console they were taking pictures of some sort or with, well, Paul McGann and Daphne were in there at one point in time, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we never got a chance to go in there this year. It just... Even Brian, who's the one who kind of invited us down, he's like, oh, Sean, you got to come down and check out the console room. We added this, this, and I was like, okay, cool, we'll get over there. And every time I showed up, he's like, dude, I can't do it now. I was like, oh, well, all right. They were just that busy. They were just that busy, so that was really mm-hmm. awesome. From what I was able to peek through the door, and, and, and the listeners know how... You know, I love Paul McGann's console room. It's my console. Uh, they've added one of the view screens, steel girders that kind of goes up that you know forms the thing. They had one of those that they've added to it, and then they have actually added a, a big gigantic television set monitor that moves around the console, and it can display different graphics on it. Um, now those are not authentic pieces, yeah, obviously, I've, I've but the, the rest I've of the console still. In. I've seen. Did in. you get to look through the room at least? Well, because the inspector space time signing after the panel was in that room. Ah. ah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So cool stuff. I got to go in and see it that time, but I no, I didn't get a chance to get my picture taken with it. And then, um, what did you do after your autographs? Did you head back for the two doctors? Was that where um, we caught up with you again? Or yeah, did you do something so. in between there? I, well, I uh, I finished getting the stickers for the sticker game. Oh yeah, out of nowhere. <laughs> we, we've been working on this damn game again. Like we're, we go around and collect little stickers. We've been working on this thing. Oh, the light just the light went out. Uh, <laughs> working on this thing all weekend long. We had two left. We go and we get the last two. And put them in the book, and I was like, "Yeah, we're done." And I go and I open up my book, and I put those two in. And I was like, "I'm still missing one." So then we had to backtrack and Uh-oh. figure out. I get the honor of telling oh, this yeah, one. Oh yeah, I'll let you have it. Okay, I'm missing yeah. one. So he's missing one, and come to find out, the one that he's missing, lo and behold, is the legacy table. They had the last sticker, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> maybe if you'd stop yakking." Long enough to put the sticker in the book, you would have had it. This isn't the interview part. This was when we were just stopping by and talking, trying to meet up with the gentleman that he never got his sticker. So he I never all, grabbed the sticker from him. He was all panicky that he didn't have his book finished. So then when we got in, we, we finished the book and we went and traded in and we got our fun little ribbon for you completed the game and I'm so proud we completed the game. It's three in a row now. Yay, we completed the game. And then, or no, no we never did get the first one, did we? I don't think we got the first one. We never did get the first one. We were mad. We were dedicated last year. We were dedicated this year. Um, And then he gave me the bonus sticker for this year. Mm -hmm. And I promptly lost it. Like immediately. I'm standing in front of the window. 
and turn to do something, turn back, and the sticker's gone. I've checked all of my pockets, and whoosh, Kaiser Soze. He was, they were <laughs> laughing at him, too. They were like, well, dude, you haven't left our window, so we can give you another one. We have another one right here. And Sean's all like, I can't find it! So they yeah, give me I, I, I stuck it in my pocket, and then, like, I don't know where I put it, I don't know where I put it. And so I just stuck it in my pocket to figure it out later. And then when I was in one of the panels in the main room, someone had it on their bed. And I'm like, that's a great place to put it. That's where I want to put it. So I got it on my badge now. Yeah, we went to go tell Michelle. It's like, look, you need to go. I already got them. <laughs> yeah, talk about sucking money out of our We did all weekend long. Yeah. We did this hard work. And here it was like, <laughs> done. Mm-hmm. D1. Yeah, done. Kind of deflated us real quick, like. When did you have time well, to do I, this? I, well, I got a bunch like in the hallway, like the legacy and all those in the hallway. And she the, didn't talk to anybody. Saturday, she got her stickers on Saturday. <laughs> I and then I was at. I went to the members' window, and they had a bunch. And then they told me where the rest were. That's cool. Oh, they took pity on you. Because, <laughs> yeah. it, because it was Sunday and they were going, we've got to get rid of these ribbons and start telling people where they're at. Yeah, so, I, and then after they told me, I went right to the places, got them, went back, got my ribbon, got my bonus sticker. Yeah. And then I uh, went to the uh, uh, Katie Man, Nicola Bryant. And uh, Annette. Actually, I, um, it was Annette first, I think. Annette. Was, uh, no, I didn't go to Annette. I just went came in and Nicola Bryant and. How was that one? That was really good because uh, Daphne Ashford showed up halfway through. <laughs> 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 and they were talking about um, their singing and uh, how Nicola wrote this song, like for like Johnny Cash to sing because for this weird uh, competition of like did she write songs and she was talking to these people who like she writes like girly stuff so they decided to have a competition to write as far out of their their comfort zone writing as they could so she wrote this song for Johnny Cash and then um, she was doing recording with Daphne Ashbrook and Apparently, they're going to do an album at some point, including the Johnny Cash song. Sweet. I'm not sure how... Da- I mean, Daphne has a lovely singing voice. Nicola, I'm, from what I understand, has a lovely singing voice. I'm not sure how either of them would sound to Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah, because he's got a real unique twang to his songs, even if it's not his voice. His songs yeah. have that weird... That, that, that style. Yeah. I don't but she wrote know, it, but so they maybe were not. And uh, uh, Katie Manning apparently does like raps. <laughs> no, wow! <laughs> I can totally <laughs> see Katie doing rap. <laughs> and, and she was um, she was uh, talking about this album that she recorded. And apparently, when she messed up, she would say "Oh, poo bum" or something, and they. Um, but compiled all those times she said it and like did it as a separate patch. <laughs> and, uh, or, like, a, a boom, boom, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm you might 
gonna have to Google that. Katie Manning that rap, yeah. Katie Manning rapping would sound like the little old lady in the wedding singer when she does Rapper's Delight with a hip hop, hippy hippy hop. Yeah, it would just no. Oh my. Look him after Katie then, uh, Manning. Uh, the Shepherd brother, or well, Shepherd brothers, the Shepherd, Shepherd, uh, yeah. Shepherd and Son. Shepherd yeah. and Son. That's yeah. They should have their own show. Once again, Mark Shepard knows how to work a crowd. Oh, he, he, he really, uh, mm-hmm. he, he really enjoys uh, playing that up. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when he decides that he's done acting, I can, I can genuinely see him doing a talk show. <laughs> he, he, he's that, really good on stage. He, he really he's is really he's, good on stage. I mean, I, we, I think we talked a little bit on it last year. We met because I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Mark Shepard. I genuinely like Mark Shepard. Mm-hmm. But looking at his persona at a con, it's almost a little different. It's almost like he knows that he's got the, the, the sci-fi cred that makes him cool, and he kind of relishes in that just a little bit. And it comes across a little conceited. I don't know if you felt that or not. Um, I don't know. Not by it just, it just, it just seemed. I don't know. He seemed a little fake. Not even fate. That's not the right word. I don't know what word. Not like Eric Roberts. <laughs> not to that level. No. no. But just, uh, you know, a little. And, and so he's, he's full of himself. Maybe is a better better kind of way to do it. He really he really kind of enjoys it. And he knows how to do it. He knows how to work the crowd. He knows how to get the laughs and go for the thing and have everybody in the state of euphoria to just, yeah, come on, love me. You know you want to love me. And he kind of, he kind of works that. I can see him doing a talk show. I think he, I, the one, I think genuinely, I think he's got that Johnny Carson timing. Where he, if you've ever watched, you're, you're way too young to remember Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the yeah. old repeats I, or anything. I don't think so. You should Google Johnny Carson. Yeah. You know, on the plane home, you'll have fun with that. <laughs> but uh, Carson knew how to hold a joke. He knew how to, you know, something would happen and he would, and he would have this expression and the audience would go to this huge uproar laughter. And he would hold it and hold it and hold it. Until it was right to say the next thing, which sent them into an even bigger <laughs> wave of, of hysterics. Mark Shepard's a lot like that, but t- together him and his dad were yeah. were very funny. I think up on the stage he does well with his audience, like you said. I mean, even the little kid that came up and asked a question, and it was like a, a seven or eight year old kid, a young boy, who stepped up to the microphone during open question, and didn't put didn't pose a question he uh, um, actually posed a statement I'm going to take my girlfriend to Paris <laughs> or, or I'm going to Paris on vacation I think no, he, his first date would be in Paris his first date would be in Paris and then turn around and left and <laughs> Mark Shepard just stood there <laughs> stunned like uh, okay <laughs> and how do you how do you where where do you follow that up with? You knew what he did. Kid, come back here. And he called him back down to the microphone, and they have this whole exchange over, you know, have you asked the girl yet? No? Okay, there's a flaw in your plan. Yeah, I think there's a flaw in your plan. How are you going to, no, have you asked her, and how are you going to get there? Yeah. Like, no, I haven't asked when, her. No, don't know how I'm going to get and, there. And this is there's what I love about flaw. kids. They're so innocent. Because the kid doesn't miss a beat. He goes, well, not until I'm 29. <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought, didn't he say 23? Uh, no. 20-something. 20 20-something. 29, because the guy said that you'll have to come back 23. Mark said you'll have to come back 23 years later. Uh, or 15, uh, 15, 15 years, years later. later. So, yeah, but, Which yeah. would actually put it closer to 23. Yeah. Because he was 8? Something like that. Yeah, whatever the age was. I, 
And his girlfriend was nine and a half. Nine and a half, yes. She's nine and a half. So it was um, it was still a good show, though. We we was it today was uh, Earth Day for um, yes Christmas Chris Christopher Chris Eccleston's fiftieth birthday. birthday. So big shout out to yes. Christopher Eccleston and someone happy someone in uh, Billy's panel asked her if she had wished him happy birthday yet. Yeah, that's she, right. If she said no. <laughs> <laughs> so then she did it in the panel. And then um, after uh, after Shepherd and Son in the main programming room, we had the two doctors, which uh, was Colin Baker and Paul McGann, since mm-hmm. they were both here. And uh, no moderator, just them coming out, Paul lounging on his... Uh, <laughs> even on, more than yesterday. Oh, even he was like, he, they each had a couch and... He was like completely sprawled out over his. He, 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 he made the count comment later in the in the panel that uh, yeah, I've, ty- I've kind of melted into this couch. I don't after, plan on moving. After, after being asked to improv something as the eighth doctor, he said that would require movement, and I, I don't think I can move from this couch. I've kind of melted into the couch. Now, I want to I want to tiptoe carefully around this because yes. I, I don't want to spoil certain aspects of that conversation. Yes. Other than to say, for me, this was the highlight of the entire weekend. Yes. Watching these two guys just bounce off each other and, and well, joke and, and play. I mean, th- I had more fun in that panel than I did in anything else this weekend. And I had a lot of fun this weekend. And they didn't, like like Sean said, they didn't have a moderator. And Colin's like, well, we're here for you. Start asking questions. So they opened it up to the floor right away and started asking questions. But the questions that were asked, wow, they just they they started bouncing off at each other. And like Sean said, there's too much to be said right now. But it was a, truly a treat to see those two interact with each other. And they laughed. And they picked on Sylvester. <laughs> and, and, and just, you know, they picked on each other. They picked on, I mean, just... Just, just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Interactions were, yeah, just... And I, I have to go back and, and, and see if I can... There's a clip that I need. We 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 recorded it. Um, there's another story that goes along with that, which I'll tell later at a, a, on the main broadcast. But we we did record pieces of it, and I'll have to go back and find this particular clip because I want to share that um, story later. But yeah, um, I'm sure if you if you've been following the galley coverage, you've probably got this slew of tweets that came out that everybody was going ballistic over how. Fun, I'm pretty was. sure they, they they could hear the roar of laughter <laughs> up in the lobby from where we were from that panel alone. It was so funny. Now, did you stay for the uh, Enemy and Web? I did stay for Enemy and Web. I wished I had. I wish oh, we had. It was so phenomenal being able to watch those episodes with all the everyone else in that room. No, that was Frasier. They didn't play the whole serial, right? No, they just, they just played the first episode of Enemy and the last episode of Web of Fear. Uh, and that was with Frasier Hines. With Frasier Hines and, and Deborah Watling. Deborah, Deborah Watling, yes. It was just, just phenomenal. I'm, I'm going to label myself a bad Who fan at this point. You remember when, when we had the whole thing, we talked about it, and Glenn's like, go buy them on iTunes and support BBC, blah, blah, blah. And I bought them. I have digital copies of them. I still have not watched them. You just haven't had a chance. To. I'm well. I'm right in the middle of Web in part of, as part of my this day in Doctor Who history. 
So I'm gonna watch part three probably on the plane home. I feel so bad. I mean, I I, I booted up. I watched just a little bit of Enemy of the World, and um, I just I just haven't sat down to watch it yet. I don't know what. Because you know me, I'm the biggest champion. Lost episodes, bring it on, maybe you know, and and, and, and all kinds of stuff. When they showed that clip in the year in review, and they came up nine episodes of nine episodes, I teared up. I started crying over the fact that these episodes. It's not you know, I should be crying that things are lost, not crying that things are found. But it just hit me. It's, it's, it's that momentous. It's it's tears of joy. Yeah, it really was. And, um, happy crying. It was, oh, yeah, it was a lot of happy crying. Yeah, I just, um, mm, starting to get it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's just an, I'm an emotional wreck and stuff, so I'm, I'm glad that that was yeah. momentously cool. So they, they talked about it beforehand, just what like, that was like, and did they have to say anything about, you know, like, where were you when you heard oh. the news? Like, did BBC oh, call I'm, you immediately, I'm, or did you see uh, it on the news, or what? I think uh, uh, Deborah was at a con, and she had, like, two people come up to her and tell her the news. And then Fraser didn't hear it till they were about to screen them. And then Deborah called him up, called him up and was like, yeah, they found these, and then... Um, he got a call from someone at the BBC, like, we're going to screen these missing episodes, and he was like, how can you do that missing? And then he found, like, so he, he, and like, and then, and Deborah told him that she'd been sitting on that for, like, three months. Oh my god, she kept that from him? <laughs> she, she didn't, she wasn't allowed to tell anyone, and she didn't, not even Fraser. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they didn't tell Fraser because they know he'd blab it. Well, I could see that. I think I, I think Frazier would be a security risk. He'd, he'd blab everything if they told him. <laughs> Deborah could keep a secret. Frazier, not so much. <laughs> no. So Frazier's yeah. In. So that's it. God, I hope that story's on the DVD when it comes out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, after that was the uh, the the year in review, which is kind of a, an annual galley tradition. That one of the the last things they do is they they spend about uh, about. Half an hour to an hour. Half an hour. Uh, just like clips. Like they start out with a clip show of the episodes that had been aired that year and then went into all the news reports from the UK. Yeah, all, all Which the was interesting to see because being over here in the United States or being in America, you don't get to see the news clips from over the UK and seeing some of the reactions and how they presented the um, 50th coming up or. You know, the announcement of Matt Smith leaving was interesting to see their take on it being over there versus here. And um, they had I, what I take or what I assume is like um, TV shows, like um, kind of like our reality shows um, over there that <laughs> some, of the <laughs> some of the people were filmed as they were seeing the news for the first time or seeing the episode for the first time, and it was quite entertaining to see some of the reactions to the people that were being filmed. <laughs> the, 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 I don't know what it is. The one where is the 50th anniversary is going on. Mom, I will murder you if you do not. If you talk during Doctor Who, just shut, just don't she's, talk. She's, she's, don't she's talk. asking questions through the whole thing. He's like, just hand up in her face and the whole bit. Stop it, Mom! I will murder you. I don't know what the show was, but it's like, oh, in his reaction. 
<laughs> some, 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 I have many lives. Some of them I don't recognize. Flash of John Hurt. <gasps> Do we know who? No! <laughs> this poor kid. I thought he was going to give birth. I need to find out what that is. Yeah. Because I, I want that as a gif. I, I want that little little monk. No! <laughs> you know, that reaction. I want that. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the year in review is always a cool... A cool thing. I, I enjoy getting that at Galaxy because you don't get that anywhere else. I've never yeah. seen it done anywhere else, and I, I think at Galaxy it's really cool that they do that. Yeah, although the whole thing with asking about John Hurt, my dad kept asking me in between the end of Series 7 and the 50s, like, who is it? And I'm like, I don't know! <laughs> I don't know because they haven't told me. This information is not available. Yeah. Just when you start making things up. <laughs> He's Davros. It's Santa. <laughs> Dav- Davros before the accident. Really? Yeah. Time war. Think I about it. I don't, I don't think my dad knows who Davros is. Oh. You say Santa. It's Santa. It's Santa, Dad. And then uh, all the guests got up there. Um, several of the guests had to leave before the um, closing ceremony, so we didn't but get to say goodbye to... Mark Arthur, Shepard or... Arthur Darvel had to leave partway through, so they had him up by himself. Yeah, he just came up, yes. said thanks, and left. Yeah. Billy was already gone. Paul was already gone. A lot of people left this year for, for flights for different commitments, but... Um, yeah. Still so glad that they could be here. Everybody else that was left got up on stage and, again, just mm-hmm. reiterated how much of a great time it is, how much of a great convention it is. And, and I, I'm, once again, three years in a row, my hat goes off to, to Sean and his crew. For yes. being able to pull this convention off, mm-hmm. I know this was a lot of work. I know it was a lot of stress, mm-hmm. but they they did a beautiful job with it. Yes, and um, once again, uh, Colin just totally amazed me by his speech that he gave, and totally reiterated the fact that we wouldn't be here without you guys, the fans, and totally appreciative of us as his fans, and just humbled. By everybody showing up and to you know show him and praise him and made the comment that the last con that he was at, um, they forgot about him for half the day in his room. So <laughs> I was like, how do you how do you forget Colin Baker? I mean, how do you leave him up in his room and not know he's a presence in your hotel or at your con? <laughs> yeah, I just that baffles me and. Uh, how do you leave Colin Baker's side? <laughs> I'm sorry, if I'm running a con and I have Colin Baker, I'm there's there. Colin, here's me, there's yeah. Colin, there's me. Until he tells me to go away that he wants a half hour of privacy, I'm with Colin Baker. That's Yeah. So yeah, he, he made sure that um it was stated that to tell Sean and his crew thank you and he he made the comment that to make sure that the handlers backstage that he knew he was appreciative of getting him to the stage, so mm-hmm. not being Just, left. Yes, mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm. The audience they they, they 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 gave us a brief uh, rundown for next year. Oh, a couple things I do I do want to mention. Uh, every year, Galley does a charity auction mm-hmm. for uh, a charity that they pick, and this was something that I, I I will say the one bit of programming I didn't care for this year. I didn't care for the fact that we didn't have opening ceremonies. It was different. Um, uh, the glorious um, thing that we got Friday uh, morning was the opening ceremony. Yeah, it was what they considered opening ceremony. And don't get me wrong, it was fascinating to learn the history of the convention and everything like that. But I missed Sean kind of coming out and laying out the weekend for you and saying, this is what we've got on tap. And then talking about the charity. 
that this is who we, because it was in the book, and I'm sure it was on a poster on a wall somewhere. I never heard until that thing at the end when he came out and said, oh, by the way, for the blah, blah, blah charity, which this year was um, the Amy Hoff Memorial Scholarship Fund. And every year they pick something different, and they get a whole bunch of different items, and the, the people at the con go in and bid on them, and um, then all of that money goes to this charity, whatever charity they picked. And this year was a record-breaking year. Uh, another, it's been like record-breaking every year. They raised over $7,400 for this charity, which is a huge amount considering, I mean, at a con. Now, you spent $7,400 in the dealer's room, so you know how much money this is. Well, and... No comment from Michelle. <laughs> And, but, here, and here's the kicker is that this um, this particular fundraiser actually hit home because this fundraiser was um, to raise money for one of the previous um, Galley Frey members or Galley members. Oh, was it really? Yes. Um, I'm trying to look it up now because I can't remember. My memory is horrible. But the lady um, who they were raising funds for was the daughter of, here it is here. Um, she's the daughter of the technical um, guru for Galley. Um, his daughter was hit, I believe, by a drunken driver, and uh, that's what they were doing the fund for. The fundraiser fund was for his daughter. Oh, man. Amy Hoff, a 23-year-old member of our operations staff, grown up around our convention. That's sad. So that's, that. you know, and, and I agree with Sean. That, that's something, this particular one in... And this one in particular would have been nice to have known up front because I, the maybe books, that's specifically the why are, they didn't. Yeah, it, that could know, be. This, this the book is awesome, and I don't ever want you guys to think that the book that you put together is not important and, and not read because it is. It's just in the height and in the excitement of being here at Galley. That's not what you le read Thursday night or Friday morning. <laughs> I, I will be honest, it's not until usually well, two, two tonight, or three weeks after the con that I sit down and go back and read the program. And the only reason I, I, look I at read the sticker that pages tonight, yeah. I look at the map and the programming notes, and that's all I've ever read. And then I go back and start looking at other things um, when I need that fix, and I don't have it. So, so hmm. very important charity this year. I mean, not that any of them is not important, but this one hit closer to home. Mm -hmm. Now I have feels. So, There's a lot yeah. of feels this weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, everybody filtered out of the room, and Mel and I took our, our kind of uh, traditional one last stroll through the the emptying, very quickly emptying corridors of, of the basement of the M, uh, the bowels of the belly, the belly, the belly of the M, and um, came back through, and I I didn't see it. I didn't need to see it. My brain heard the crowbars being taken to the TARDIS, and I, I was like, I'm just trying to leave. I just, I, well, I can't. I, I went straight up to the wall. I know you left, and you were like, I'm done. <laughs> and, and I don't blame you. It was even sad standing there watching people fil uh, you know, filter out when they shut the floodlights off. When they shut the TARDIS lights off. The TARDIS lights off. And it, it, it just went from being that ethereal blue glowing box to, to yeah. a blue box, you know. And it, it, yeah, it suddenly became a prop. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect word for it. Prop. So, that, 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 was, that was my cue. It was like, okay, let's, let's get out of here. So we uh, went back upstairs and kind of hung out at LobbyCon, which never ended, I think, from Thursday night. I think it was still going on. <laughs> um, 
Got to say goodbye to Cindy and Sadie. Cindy and, and uh, Sadie. David. And David and um, and uh, Megan and Jerry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sal, which... Um, <laughs> I can't tell us that we, Sal is amazing. He's one of the guys that, um, gentlemen that um, cosplays it so, as several different doctors. He does six, um, two. Two was new for this year. Two, Normally he's six and eight. Six and eight. Two, six, and eight. And um, when you're at these cons, you don't know people's name. You just say doctor, and everybody turns around, and you <laughs> get the person's attention that you need, or whoever they're cosplaying, you call them as that. And we could, we didn't ever, you don't ever think to ask somebody's name. You just call them by what they're cosplaying. Well, I'm as. sure other people think to ask. Well, I don't. Yeah. I, I, you know, hey, can I get a photo? Or I see him, and I was like, oh, hi, how's it going? I, uh, oh, yeah, I kind of sort of remember you yeah. from last year, blah, blah, blah. And so we were standing at Burger King this morning, and, 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 and he was there. And I finally just said, you know, what's your name? <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and said, Style. And I was like, dude, I feel really bad that I've, I've seen you now three years running. You're kind of, I don't know why, but we, we have, once again, kind of like Glenn and Michael Jason, we have similar schedules. So I keep bumping into him throughout the con. <laughs> We're always at breakfast together at We're the same time. We're always at breakfast together. I always see him at Burger King. Frequently before I say, well, we see him at Lobby Con. We always see him at Lobby Con and he's dressed up. We always see him at breakfast the next day. We always see him. I, mean, just, I see him throughout the con. And I said, I see you everywhere. This is my third year seeing you in all the old familiar places. I have no idea who you are. He's like, it's Sal. It's no Sal. Worries. You know. And he just laughed about it and, you know, that. Some people do that. And so we made a commitment. He's going to look me up on Facebook and, you know. So I totally got to remember your name. So Sal is a shout out. Hi. Hi, we Sal. We appreciate your costuming and you're awesome. And to, uh, uh, I also want to throw a shout out to um, Nerdy Baker, who we managed to miss again <laughs> this year. Uh, apparently Mel and I were in line um, all the way back Colin on Baker. Friday for our Colin Baker photo. And then darted off before she got through it. She was behind us in line. I didn't realize it until we got up to the photo portion of it and couldn't holler across the, the photo bay. And by the time she got her photo, then filtered and got dumped into the dealer's room, it was like, you know, 10,000 people. So. so we're laying in bed there, and Sean goes, ah, what did you say? Nerdy Breaker just tweeted and said, uh, uh, your wife's got nice ardors. I'm supposed to tell you, your wife's got nice ardors. <laughs> So, it's like, what did she say hello? Sorry we missed you again. Um, one of these years we'll get something official set up and we'll, we'll manage to make this meetup work. We need to do that first and foremost Friday night because just it's the con is so engrossed and involving and it's, it's hey, squirrel, look, shiny. Everywhere <laughs> you go that you really, it's just too much to see. Yeah. And even then, even this year, we did so much on Friday. I feel, you know, we, I think we had a really nice Saturday and a really nice Sunday, but I still feel like, man, I I wish I had a time lock that I could yeah. put Gallifrey in a time bubble <laughs> and go back to Friday and start over and, and do different, do stuff. different things. Yeah, you know? there's yeah. so many different panels yeah. and so many things to see. It's just Absolutely. you, and you, it's like that's one thing you can do, Sean. That's what you can do. Is I will write in, and everyone writes in, okay, I didn't get to see this panel this year, so put it in the schedule for next year <laughs> so we can go see those panels. <laughs> <laughs> can you repeat programming for three years ago? I didn't get to do this one. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, once again, we made some, some great friends and finally introduced ourselves to a few old ones. Um, I didn't get the ribbon lady's name. Ooh. Cat ears. Um, 
No. But no. We'll, no. Do, we'll do taking pictures of their ribbons and uh, posting them on because they had some truly amazing ribbons this year. Full no. color pictures. Full color, yes. Now we'll oh. go on and on and on about the ribbons if we let her. <laughs> well, I got a whole bunch at least 40-something. You're going to have to send us 40, a tweet and let 40, us know how many 50-ish. you got. Yeah, I want an official count from yes. you. Yes, I will. We will be posting an official, official count, count at yes. some point. Yes. Probably tweeting it. But once again, I will say one more thing about the ribbons for now. Nothing else. <laughs> um, there was a lot more ribbon exchanging this year, and it was totally impressive. And, uh, and if I ever come back, which I hope to, I will definitely have ribbons to give. Yay, more ribbons! <laughs> One more item of note, and that is plans for next year. Now, they've already announced the 26 seasons of Gallifrey 1, uh, which I didn't catch the reference. There were 26 seasons of Doctor Who originally. That's where that comes from. I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. Uh, it will be next year. It will be February, same Valentine's Day weekend, I think, 14, 15, 16, 13, 14, 15. Whatever Valentine's weekend is next year, that's when Galley is, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Uh, tickets go on sale 13, March 15. 7th. March 7th. So if you are interested in attending, make sure you're ready. They, they've tried to warn everybody that they're capping it once again. There will be 3,200 tickets available. Uh, so it'll be here at the Marriott. It'll be here at the Marriott. Well, yeah, because we're not at the Marriott. But it'll, <laughs> be, it'll be at the Marriott again, uh, you know. Same time, same place, same uh, same stuff. If you are interested, I believe tickets are going to run $90 for adults for the whole weekend. Yes. And 45 for... 45 for children. Um, teenagers is what they say. Teenagers, yeah. And the kids, like 3 to 11. Or 3 to 11 are uh, 10 bucks. 10 bucks, I think. Yeah, it was glass. And under three are free. But at any rate, if you're interested, make sure you are ready to go. Now, here's, here's the caveat. There will be no guest announcements until August. <laughs> and no previews, sneak peeks, nothing. They're just not going to say. And he, he said the reality is, he says, you know, we couldn't confirm Arthur Darvill until two weeks before the event. He says that's mm-hmm. kind of how cons are moving: is that these people are busy, and that we can't get them to commit a year out. And mm-hmm. so we're not going to know who we're going to have until much, much, much closer to to mm-hmm. go time. And you know, Sean's response to anybody who says, "Well, well I don't know if I can commit to coming without knowing," is. We've done this for 25 years. Do you have any doubt in your mind that we're not going to put on a good show? Mm-hmm. And I kind of have to agree with that. I mean, Mel and I, we've kind of been on the fence. We've thought about maybe taking a year off and trying to hit one of the other cons, like Chicago Tardis or maybe Long Island Who or something like that. But then you. But now I'm in the middle then, of all this. It's like I couldn't possibly you, leave. Come this. You come here and you experience these people and the things you see and the things you get to do. And it's like, and even, even Colin Baker, you know, and Daphne. Um, made the comment that how this is it's truly a family event you're you're part of something an enormous something important something amazing and it's hard not to come back to here yeah okay, I think I think I'm just gonna throw the gauntlet down now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the challenge out there I think we need one more yes I think so I, I think, we're need, coming I think, back I think we need to come back next year but I want you back <laughs> And I want Chrissy back. Nerdy Baker. And I want Nerdy Baker back. And I want we need to get Glenn and Keith, Keith to come down. Yes. 
And we need to do a full-blown, let's get everybody who listens to this show. Traveling the Vortex group together. I want a Traveling the Vortex family make a present. to come to Galley. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. So, Gauntlet has been dropped. So do it. Yeah, I already, and I have a rough draft of possible designs for, because like, I know basically what I'm doing, and I've sort of been mocking up like a really rough, Version on a sketchbook on my iPad. For your ribbon? For my ribbon. Yeah, we... we See, Michelle's already planning her ribbon. I'm already planning my ribbon, so... (laughs) We're definitely going to do two next year. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, we are. All right. Special guest, Michelle. Yes. You know her as Whovie and Mitch. Hello. Thank you so much for coming down and making the trek Mm -hmm. and being here with us and putting up with us and being... Up late with us. Yeah. I know you have an early flight tomorrow, and we've kept you up late all weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, we're because we're horrible people, pretty much. <laughs> no, we just we're night owls. <laughs> no, it was more important for Mel to get ribbons than it was hey. to get you back to the hotel and get you to bed. That's what Wait, it was. No, no, I like the ribbons. See, she yeah. liked them. Too. She said as she falls asleep in her chair. <laughs> I, like, I like the ribbons too. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. That's the. I'm, I'm gonna. <clears throat> I'm gonna lose it again. So, all right, guys. Um, we're gonna wrap that up here. Uh, we have more goodness from Galley to come. Uh, I hope you enjoy these updates. Our next show for Traveling the Vortex, well, the one that they're recording tonight. They probably already recorded it. Yeah, they've already recorded it. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're the probably book- done already because you're not there. Shush. <laughs> they did the book reviews. We will have a full-blown galley episode next week. Uh, I imagine Mel and I will both be on it, kind of relaying some of the in-between stories and hitting things that we did not discuss uh, on uh, on these updates. Um, I apologize to everybody for the horrible connections that we suffered that prevented us from sending out live updates and that you kind of had to wait for this. Mm -hmm. The tweets and grams thing really sucked. So um, we'll see. We're going to figure something out around that for next year. But you won't have to because you'll all be here. So that'll fix that. (laughs) All right. So signing off from Gallifrey 1, 25 glorious years. I'm Sean. I'm Mel. I'm Michelle. Good night, everybody. Bye, guys. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.